and welcome to Saturday Night Hive. It's me, Candace, and I'm here with my friend Hibba. Hello, Hibba. Hi, Candace. So I first off want to start off by saying that we are dumb. We are dumb and we're anti-feminist <laughs> because when we first made our draft picks for this calendar year, we both wanted to say Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. but instead we chose her male co-stars instead for the draft. So mm-hmm. Channing Tatum and Robert Pattinson. And I can't believe we did this so close to International Women's Day. We are not international <laughs> women. We are not even international men like Pitbull. But I think so far, we kind of like this episode. We want to talk a little bit about Zoe Kravitz, the ethereal woman she is. But let's start off here. Hiba, outside of SNL, what do you think about Zoe Kravitz? Okay, so in our draft picks episode, the reason I stated for not including her in my draft pick, even though she was like going to be one of the obvious choices because of the Batman and just because of her overall fame and like, you know, people get drawn to watching stuff with her in it is because she's kind of like too cool for school, right? She always gives up that vibe. She grew up as a celebrity. Both of her parents are celebrities. Everyone she's dated is a celebrity. And to be honest, like, I maintain that stance. Like, I think she came and she hosted SNL, but she still maintained the positionality of a cool girl in all of her sketches. Like, there were a few sketches where she played, like, the odd one out, but in most of them, she kind of pulled a Nick Jonas where she was always, like, the hot girl. Like, in the Princess and the Frog sketch, she was a princess. In the Maid of Honor sketch, she was, like, the hot airhead girl. In the Can I Talk to You sketch, she was, like, the, like, I don't want to talk to you guys. I mean, the, the guys in that sketch were like not great, but you know, even in the monologue, I felt like, so the monologue was basically like a bunch of different cat women came on from the previous movies that had cat women in them. But then there was a literal cat lady, which was 80. And so even in that sketch, she was, she was like the normal character and everyone else was the weird character. And I feel like that positionality, like that's a real comedy thing right like usually in comedy you have like what they call the straight man which is like the regular person that's like was saying what the audience would say and thinking what the audience would think and then you have the weird characters but to be a celebrity and to be already too cool and then to always put yourself in the position of being the straight man character um is I think just is just so on brand for her in a way that I felt like wasn't surprising like she came on she did the thing but I don't feel like she did it in the way that, like, I personally like when people toast. I love this take from Hibba because anytime we can invoke the name Nicholas Jonas as an example <laughs> is so powerful. I mean, like, Nick Jonas is such a good example of the hot, funny paradigm. Now, to be fair, I think women are, like, given so much more criticism for being hot, for being funny, for being both, people are very like, you must be one or the other. Yeah. And it just really comes to show that, like, Zoe Kravitz, I agree with you, too cool for SNL, frankly. And I think I want to talk about the monologue first, because I think, first off, there is an interesting trend this season where a few female hosts have brought Kate McKinnon in for their monologues. Mm. So like Ariana DeBose did that and they like sang the whole time. Yeah. I think it's interesting that they're leaning on Kate because it's not really my favorite thing when hosts lean on 
just other people and they take away from their actual dialogue yeah. and to be fair i understand that some hosts are like really really nervous about the monologue yeah but i think for example you mentioned zoe kravitz is a nepotism baby but the nepotism runs so deep because her grandparents aka lenny kravitz's parents used to work at 30 rock they were producers his dad Whoa. was a producer and so right and wouldn't that have been so cute for her to like mention that and be like well it's so funny i'm here it's a good blah, origin blah. story such a great origin story i am sure she probably just didn't want to add to like the nepotism narrative which is fine yeah. but in the monologue itself I liked 80s cat lady. I thought it was really funny that there was an audience member who petted the cat, like reached out. <laughs> and I was like, man, if this was October 2020, COVID would not let you do that. Yeah. But I will also say I thought Chris Red's impression of Cat Williams was quite funny. So overall monologue, I'm fine with it. To be honest, overall, I felt like I really liked some of the sketches in this episode and some of the ones that I didn't love like we're more on the cringier side but i didn't like hate any of them so if it, there was a different host i feel like i would give this episode like a pretty high rating but i feel like because i sort of expected zoe kravitz to come in and be like this and then she was i wasn't like she didn't innovate you know like mm-hmm. i wasn't super like surprised by anything mm-hmm. that happened i think also maybe the the layer underneath my analysis is that she feels a little bit like distant Mm. and maybe like obviously we're not celebrities so like everything we say people should take with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. like I can only imagine if you grow up famous then you would want to keep yourself distant from like everyone else but I feel like the thing that's so powerful about SNL is like like in the Oscar Isaac episode when he comes on and he shows us literally a whole movie from when he was like 10 and he's just like funny and authentic and so genuine and I feel like you never really get that same genuineness from Zoe Kravitz Mm -hmm. and so I felt like her hosting SNL would be a good opportunity to maybe draw that out of her and then it didn't happen and so I like I can't say I'm disappointed because I didn't think it was going to happen in the first place um but I feel like there was that extra potential there and it just was never realized i'm with you i think another thing i like is when a person's snl episode makes me think differently of them or shows me a side of them i did not know they inhabited i'm going to invoke his name again rami malik um (laughs) but not everyone can be rami malik so i will say though i think there are a few sketches i want to point out the first one that i really really liked was word crunch which is a game show and this sketch is so in my bag because it's like weird everyone's kind of kooky and everyone like kind of is giving serial killer but I will say my one criticism is I feel like they needed to cut some beats and cut some jokes because it it just felt so long so long yeah and the whole joke is that Zoe Kravitz keeps saying the word manhole but I think by the second or third time she did that like it did get punchier and it did get more heightened I just wish they had moved quicker through the scene but outside of that is there another sketch that maybe you liked or you were more into yeah I really loved the porch season sketch Mm -hmm. so it's I think the second now or maybe third even in the series of sketches yeah with Kate McKinnon and 80 where they're playing these like 
nerdy guys who like get into a situation with the girl and then Kate like calls AD and is like I'm in this situation mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I loved that that was pretty fun I do really like this reoccurring sketch the one x factor is that if you host you have to be hot enough to put yourself in that yeah i guess you could call it swinging bassinet but Mm -hmm. there is something quite sweet and something that i i i innately identify with here with kate being so nerdy yet so smooth Mm -hmm. um and i think that's really cute but um another sketch that i found kind of interesting but i can't actually say i liked it was the maid of honor one So Mm. my first reaction was, wow, because there was just so So much much happening. Like every line that Zoe Kravitz said was so weird. But I will say this. One of my favorite cut for time sketches is from a Mulaney episode. And it's Luke Knoll playing the best man at Cecily Strong and Mulaney's wedding. And Luke Knoll, who didn't spend a lot of time at SNL, he is a fantastic singer in a very Melissa Villasenor way, where you don't know it until they until you give them that shot. So in this sketch, he sings a song about meeting at the end of the dark end of the street, and it's basically about him and Cecily hooking up behind the groom's back, and it's so funny. <laughs> so for a second, I was like, oh, maybe this is a reprisal of that. Yeah. But instead, it was really giving me, like, real housewife sketch, And I will say this really solidified to me that Kyle Mooney will always play the submissive husband who literally just watches his woman act up. And I am okay with that. The reason I didn't love this sketch was just because Zoe Kravitz was the maid of honor, to be honest. Like, I wish if she had been the bride or something like that, then I don't know. I just didn't like to see her play like play into the like airhead hot girl stereotype because i think that's what people think of her anyways and it wasn't like groundbreaking but i do love i think you're right they also have this whole host of sketches where they're like at a wedding and then like people are literally at the altar or like in the like the party and something goes wrong and so i think whenever they do one of those i'm like oh is this happening again and then sometimes it's like a new twist on it um, but pretty good writing because, like you said, there was so much heightening. Like, I think she like like admits to murdering someone at some point, right, and right. yeah, like you can't really get more heightened. Like in improv, that's the end of the comedy road. It's like death and like heaven and hell mm. are like the most heightened mm. you can get, and like outer space basically. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, and so it's tough because I think Zoe definitely. I give her credit for being like, I want to take up the space and I want to be the main character in this. Like, that's that's good for a host to do. Um, But I do think you're right that it would be like Nick Jonas playing the maid of honor or the best man and being like, well, of course, you're hotter than Kyle Mooney. No questions. Um, Another sketch that I will say I actually think was well done, well produced and well shot was the Amazon supermarket one. I was going to bring that one up because I did really like this sketch. This was a sketch that was saying something and saying something that is true. And I really think that they put the best cast members in this one. And so that's maybe my favorite one. What did you think about it? I loved this one because it was actually very accurate social commentary. And so basically the idea is like, People go into the Amazon Go store, which is like one of the Amazon grocery stores where you can take stuff out without paying for it. Like you just pick it up and then you it like uses 
AI and like facial recognition to like bill you later. And this is like exactly one of those inventions that white people see no problems with because they have not faced racism and discrimination in that way in their lives. And so the sketch is literally like all of the black cast members being like, like, I'm not stealing this. I'm just Mm -hmm. taking Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all of that. Um, And yeah, like as a person of color, there is literally an Amazon grocery store like a few blocks away from me. And like, I've never been in there like for those exact same reasons. Like, it's just not it's not for us. Right. Like, it's not for us. And like, it's so funny because Jeff Bezos and like society tries to bill it as like, wow, look at this cool invention. But actually, like AI and surveillance technology has harmed communities of color for like years and years and years and like Mm -hmm. algorithms even though they're like supposed to be just like technology are also racist because the people that make them are racist and our society is racist and so like i thought the sketch was like really peak social commentary in the way that was like very funny and relatable because you don't have to know all of the things that i said about like the history of racism to like relate to it like you can just like be a person of color you know this is one of those sketches that reminded me of like the when beyonce um, released oh, one of her albums yeah. and they had mm-hmm. that <laughs> yeah they had that sketch that was like white people realizing that Beyonce is black like mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. white people watch this Amazon Go sketch and are like oh my god I've never thought of that and it's like exactly. of course Chad you've never had a reason to think <laughs> about this there's also a sketch when um, Trump got elected where like white liberals basically all the white liberals in that sketch were like yeah. oh my god this is the worst time in history I can't believe it happened and like they yeah. were basically juxtaposing like the all the black characters being like um no like we expected Mm -hmm. this like worse things have happened like that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah and i think dave chappelle and chris rock were in that sketch i believe and it was good um i think what's so devastating about amazon fresh is that one they took over my local toys r us and that is such a metaphor right that's (laughs) such a metaphor i also will never walk in there the other way that jeff bezos has personally attacked me is that every time I go on YouTube, the first ad that pops up before the vlog I want to watch is this girl being like, I just went to the Amazon Fresh store. It's amazing and so fresh. And I'm like, I've memorized this commercial against my will. And guess what? It makes me not want to go there. (laughs) So yeah. Anyway, I think there's two other sketches I wanted to bring up very quickly. The first one is I just want to shout out Keenan because in the old home movie sketch, He had to pretend he was a pre-recorded message that was fast forwarded. And I have to say, very good fast forward editing from Keenan. That's an Emmy winner. On top of that, there's a sketch that I actually did not like whatsoever. And it was about Bo and Yang singing Don't Stop Believin'. But I gotta say, if this was any other host, if this was any other cast member, I would have been like, delete, delete, delete. But since it's blonde Bowen Yang, I will laugh at anything that man says. Like, he is Scarlett Johansson and I'm Colin Jost. And that's really all I wanted to get out of the way on that. I was actually wondering how you would feel about that Bowen sketch. Because I think, yeah, if it was any other cast member, like if Kyle Mooney had played Bowen's character, mm. I would have been like so over it the moment he started being weird. But because mm-hmm. I like Bowen, I like got drawn into it and i like when he gets to sing um i didn't feel like it was believable that zoe kravitz joined in again because that was like one of the only times that she was like the odd man out right um but yeah i think 
I think we've covered it pretty well. I also wanted to shout out Keenan's like amazing fast forward technology work. Like the mm-hmm. sketch itself was like very cringe because of all like the stuff that he admits to doing and he's like a terrible right. family man and father and parent right. and like husband. But there was so much comedy in it because of his physicality. And I feel like that really takes some artistry, right? Like Keenan has been on SNL for like 15 years or whatever because he's so good at like walking that line from cringe and crossing over to like okay this is objectively funny now exactly and I think like just quickly going back to the Bo and Zoe thing like you're right in that Zoe thinking she could play a believable nerd band geek is so distant from the real from like how we see her and that's actually like kind of interesting that someone that cool couldn't even pretend or act that way and she's an actress like that's what she does technically (laughs) she is technically allegedly an actress um I will say though you are right Bo and Yang, who, by the way, was shirtless in the cold open. I just really have to say that. I never knew how much I wanted that. <laughs> um, Bowen also had so many, like, hefty blocks of dialogue this episode. Yeah. So, you know what? Good for him. I hope him and Zoe, like, hang out. Um, so, outside of Sketches Hibba, what did you think of Weekend Update? Okay, so Weekend Update, I thought the jokes like the regular jokes that they do the political ones are pretty funny i didn't like kyle mooney coming on as like the rich instagram guy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i felt like that was very weird especially because kyle mooney really cut his teeth being like the like dorky like loser character and so again like there was a problem of believability there even though like he's like the shallow guy who's not really happy it also was so weird to see him wearing like those like buff suits and like the yeah, weird hair yeah. i just felt like they could have picked like someone else to pete that. davidson just kidding <laughs> literally any of the other guys on the cast i would have believed more than kyle mooney or even honestly maybe kate or one of the girls could have actually done yeah. it a lot better because that's like another hyper form of like 80 yeah. doing ted cruz for example yeah i'm with basically. you i also had problems with kyle mooney's desk piece because for me it was a purely audio situation I feel like it must have been so distracting for him because you could hear his regular normal audio echoing and bleeding into the rafters while they were trying to voice change him at the same time. And I'm willing Uh, to bet he could probably hear it too. So maybe that's why he was talking really slowly. It's like when you hear yourself talk on playback and mm -hmm. you're trying to talk at the same time, you're just kind of like inching your words. Yeah. So... Uh, no, no shout out to the audio prod department. I'm very sorry to you guys, but it is now that time where we rank this week's episode. Hibba, how do you rank this week's episode? Okay. I feel like I'm a little less harsh with my ratings than you are overall, but I'm going to have to give this episode like a six out of 10. Sure. I just, it just really didn't wow me. Like, Besides the Amazon Go and the porch scene sketch, um, yeah, I just I I didn't change my opinion of Zoe Kravitz. Like you said, I really felt like it was kind of a missed opportunity, um, and some of the casting was weird. Like we've talked about, like the believability of some of the characters was just not there for me. So my rating is seven point five out of ten. Toilet plungers. 
I like and I respect Zoe's willingness to take on the lead roles in the sketches, to have heavier dialogue in the sketches. And I think her taste could possibly align with something like a reggae Jean page. But I have to say, <laughs> out of all the things I'm disappointed about, I'm just disappointed there was no Channing Tatum cameo. But I understand we all want work-life balance. And I do feel like it would have been kind of cool for her to reference a past project she's done. Cause I mean, yeah. like she was in high fidelity. That is such a New York thing. She was in big little lies. Like that is such a good yeah. thing to mock and build off. But at the same time, I think I understand she's trying to move past it. She is trying to look toward her post the Batman future. So I get it, but I'm with you. I did not learn anything about Zoe Kravitz. In fact, I think I am more intimidated by Zoe Kravitz now. And I feel the same so anyway that's how hibba and i feel about this episode but don't you worry guys because we have a good one coming up next with the Gerard carmichael episode and until then thank you so much for listening thank you so much hibba for being here with me anytime anytime all right we'll see you later bye